Imagine not being able to speak for almost a year. Nope, I don't imagine that. I wouldn't be able to sing in the car or in the shower. No more podcast hosting for me? Nope, that'd be sad. Okay, coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we learn the importance of being ready to follow wholeheartedly. Merry Christmas. That was kind of Santa Claus. Yeah, it was half. It was half and half. Okay, it is that time of year though. My name is Braden, and his name is John. Hit over there, John. That's me, Mister Mister John. Um, we are so grateful that you have tuned into the Bible Story Podcast this week. You know, Braden, Christmas is it is a fantastic time of year. As much it's as I like the day, wonderful time <laughs> of the year. Uh, <clears throat> so, as much as I like the day of Christmas, yeah. I really like the build up to Christmas probably even more. It's great. Yeah. I agree. Actually, I like to be honest, I like the build up so much that by the time I get to like Christmas, December twenty fifth, I'm kinda over the day. No. I I Christmas Eve is my favorite, personally. Okay. I, I like it. It's one of the few times that, you know, our country and, and everything kind of slows to a little bit of a crawl. You know, apart from the essential service workers, thank you for doing amazing things. We very things. much appreciate you. <laughs> everything kind of closes down. People step into like a time of rest and celebration and good food. Yeah. And, but even before that. Yeah. Right. Like people are preparing for Christmas for weeks, even months for many of those, many people. Yeah. The organized people. <laughs> the organized people, which is not you or, or I. <laughs> you know, I got to say the the excitement for Christmas is so contagious. It's great. Yes, I love it. It is. Okay. John, do you have any then specific Christmas plans? Well, since we are recording this in the middle of a fourth wave and in October, yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to know what my plans are for Christmas, but I do know that there will be good food, mm-hmm. a few presents, mm-hmm. and lots of family time. So very likely we'll be at home for much of our time. It'll be, it'll be great. I'll, I'm looking forward to it. That's already. awesome. I do think you described a lot of people's uh, Christmas plans or yes, holiday plans, which um, that yeah. must be just what people like to do. Family time, relaxed. Yeah. A lot of food. Yes. You know, you stop any semblance of a diet for three weeks. It's it's a great time of year. There's there's the weird time between, you know, December twenty fifth and January first when time just stands still. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then but you're thinking, oh, New Year's resolution. Diet. <laughs> I got five more days. Okay. So today we are gonna look at Luke one and it's the beginning of the Christmas story, and then next week we'll follow up with Luke two. All right. Think of this as the Origin story for Jesus. All right, it's a it's it is vital and it's going to help us understand more fully who Jesus is. Yeah. Now you think the story would begin with you know Jesus being his origin story or, or his parents, but it doesn't. It starts with an old couple. <laughs> they are old. <laughs> they are old. Uh, their names are Zechariah and Elizabeth. All right. Think think of your grandparents when we say old people. So, but it also starts with God. Like, we can't forget yes. God. God is at the center of the story. And I like it because he's kind of stirring the pot a little bit. He's stirring things up. He's, he's causing everyone to be super curious. Uh, they can tell that God is up to something, mm-hmm. but they don't have the whole story or the whole picture yet. No. Now, okay, the lesson for today, uh, you know, has some really important elements for all of us. We're going to learn the importance of being ready to follow God wholeheartedly. Okay, let's get into our story. Zechariah was in the temple serving. He was he was a priest. And during that time, many people were outside praying. And all of a sudden, like, check this out. An angel appeared before Zechariah in the sanctuary. 
Now, okay, the most common response for people when they see an angel is being terrified and overcome by fear. They're shaken. So here is what the angel said to Zechariah. Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son and you are to name him John. Spelled J-O-H-N, not like John, the person recording this would be. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Continuing on. You will have great joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. What, what an incredible message from God. You would think the, that Zechariah would be celebrating, but instead he doubts, wondering how it is possible when he and his wife are so old, like grandparent age. Yeah. So then the angel says this to him. <clears throat> he says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. So Gabriel doesn't sound like he's messing around. Like he's kind of ticked off now that Zachariah. It's a very serious moment. Yeah. And, and, and Zechariah as a person who worked in the temple, like had a very strong foundation of belief. Yeah. And so then this questioning of kind of the will of God in some sense. Well, and it makes a point of saying, you know, that, you know, they found favor in God's eyes. Like, yeah, they were, they were living a good life in yeah. God's eyes. So Zechariah left the sanctuary and unable to speak. And after seeing this angel, Gabriel, and after Zechariah's time was done serving at the temple, which would have been a long, long time, He went back home, and then his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and then she praised God for his goodness and was just so excited about being able to have a baby. Yeah, no questions from her. None. (laughs) So, okay, now there was a young woman named Mary. In fact, we would call her a teenager by today's standards. Gabriel also visited her, the the angel Gabriel, you know, sent by God with a a special message. Now, Mary was engaged to Joseph, but not yet married. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. That was Luke 1, verses 28 to 33. Mary, in all of this, was confused and asked the angel how it was possible to have a baby when she was still a virgin. The angel explained that she would become pregnant miraculously by the power of God. The angel also told Mary about her relative Elizabeth, who was probably a lot like an aunt, who was now pregnant, and even though she was, you know, super old and uh, had not yet been able to conceive or have a baby. 
Mary, Mary responds readily to serve God. You know, then a few days later, she packs up her bags and goes to visit her relative Elizabeth, where she stays for three months. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she had this great response when she saw Mary. Listen to Luke 1, verses 42 through 45. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary. Okay, hold up. I, I know this is a long story, but I'd love to hear your olderish woman glad cry. My, oh, mine. Yours, yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, Mary! <laughs> Happy day! <laughs> so Elizabeth's got a British accent. British, African, British. A little bit, yep. So I'm sorry right, to everybody right. out there. All right. <laughs> Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women. And your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Uh, With that, Mary goes into this epic song about how great God is and how he took notice of her. All right, fast forward a few months and Zechariah and Elizabeth have a new baby boy who they named John. It was customary for people to name their children after someone in the family. So when, you know, the neighborhood heard that Elizabeth, uh, heard Elizabeth announce that his name would be John, you know, everyone was kind of surprised. Yeah, not a part of the family. Not a part of the family. (laughs) Zechariah confirmed his name was to be John uh, through a little writing tablet. And with that, his voice returned. He could once again speak which was pretty awesome for Zechariah. If I hadn't spoken for like 10 months prior to this, Mm -hmm. and then I had the ability to speak again, I would not be quiet for a very long time. (laughs) You would be be a chatterbox. I'd keep notes of all the stories that I didn't get to tell and then tell them all at once. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. Beside the point. Zechariah, you know, he then started to praise God and the news about this whole thing spread throughout the area. Everyone was really curious as to what God had in store for this baby. Then then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a, a mighty savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now, he will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear, in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he became began his public ministry to Israel. 
Now that section of scripture is from Luke chapter 167 through verse 80. Braden, it's time to answer, all right? I asked you this in our, our preview, our intro. Yeah. Uh, how would you do if you were unable to speak for, for more than nine months? Uh, put yourself in Zachariah's shoes here. Well, I think, I don't know, I feel like it's more a rhetorical question. Like, no, no, no. Our I, viewers I, know. Listeners. <laughs> every time. Every time. Okay. The, I, would, I would be the worst at this. I can't stay quiet for five seconds. It would be really hard. I like to tell stories and I like to say what I'm thinking out loud and I like yep. hanging out and I like chatting. Talking with people is one of my favorite pastimes. It'd be the, honestly, if I had if I had to or if I couldn't, like if I was forced to, made silent, it'd be one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. And imagine like right after you've seen an angel, like probably the most significant experience of your life, oh, you're like such a good story to tell. And you couldn't. Oh, Right, like it's not like they even had a phone or or writing utensils like paper and pen. Like they had tablets, but then you'd erase them. I don't know. It's it would be hard. It would be super hard. It would be hard for me too. Okay, so so Gabriel and said because Zechariah didn't believe that he would be he would be unable to speak. Right. It for both of us. It it seems kind of harsh. Uh, why do you think this happened? Okay, so going back to that little like note I mentioned a while back, uh, yep. it, 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 this isn't happening because God is mean. You know, it's not a punishment, more as it is a discipline. Okay, I I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. Uh, but I think for most of most people, like, really, is there a difference between punishment and discipline? Like, you need to explain that concept a bit more. Okay. Okay. So well. You know, clearly Zechariah's unbelief was an issue that God wanted to deal with. That's the, you know, that's the discipline part of it. Discipline comes with a lesson. There's something learned. Punishment can just be cruel with no purpose behind it, really. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so God taking away Zechariah's ability to speak might have forced Zechariah to deal with some of his issues within his heart, some of the untrust that he had towards God. Hmm. Okay. I. I am going to push back slightly, not that I disagree with you, but maybe just to give us more clarity on it, on everything. Mary, okay. Mary also questioned the angel Gabriel, right. right? Like, how is this possible? I'm a virgin. She didn't understand how she could become pregnant. Uh, why didn't she lose her voice for questioning Gabriel and, and God? Okay, a few, a few thoughts. Okay. Um, first of all, Zechariah didn't lose his voice for questioning, but the unbelief, the idea of he wasn't, he didn't think it was tr- true, right? Which mean, implies then that Gabriel kind of understood or God maybe revealed Zechariah's heart to the angel. Yeah, to the angel Gabriel. Also, we look at Zechariah as an older, wise individual who worked within the temple, would have known yep. the history of things yep. well, right? Um, and marry a very young individual. Yeah, t- a teenager. A teenager. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's, we see the angel Gabriel know kind of the heart of Zechariah and, and he would have known the heart of Mary too. And so the questioning of, you know, an innocent question of like, how is this happening? But it does then talk about Mary's willingness to, to go forward with that 
it right it was more a question of logistics than it was a question of it actually happening and and pretty big logistics if you you know if we're to be honest like yes it didn't yeah. it didn't make sense and so yep. kind of a fair question so there's there's that now uh it's not like i'm saying mary is is perfect because she's not right no none of us are only only god is um and god didn't need the same methods to teach mary and zechariah a lesson they were different they're fully different people they needed an entirely different approach to this interaction with god okay that makes that makes a lot of sense i think i know what the lesson for us is today then okay so i think it it's simply this i think we need to get our hearts in order mm. you know no one expected god to speak and to give speak and then give these people a baby right <laughs> uh zechariah didn't expect it mary didn't expect it um no one anticipated that god would be using them as parents in such marvelous ways mm. uh, it's so I think there's something there. Yeah, that, that's good. You and I have heard, you know, other people's stories and even experienced and even experienced this ourselves, you know, people being not ready for God's plans or us being not ready for God's plans. Yeah. People are often just really surprised, taken aback when God leads them and, and, you know, their hearts are not prepared for it. We pray for these things and then are unprepared for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the lesson is this. Like work on your character mm-hmm. so so that when God leads you somewhere into a new situation or a new place, uh, a new circumstance, you will be ready to follow wholeheartedly. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. A growth tip is a way for each of us to grow in a relationship with Jesus. All right, we've been answering many questions from campers from this past summer, and it's been terrific. Yeah, it's been really fun. Today's tip is pretty straightforward, but we, you know, may feel kind of lost in it a little bit. So the tip is connect with a mentor regularly. Yeah, a mentor is someone who loves you and can help you grow in a relationship with Jesus. Right, they're they're a person who can answer your questions, to pray with you, and to teach you about the Christian life, to challenge you, to grow, all those Good yeah. things. So many of, of many of my mentors don't even know they are my mentors. We just connect as friends would, and I ask them questions, and we will often pray together. It's it's great. Mentors have always been a massive, massive part of my maturing and growing closer to Jesus. Yeah. So connect with a mentor, and if you're unsure of of who would be or make a good mentor, then pray to God and ask God to bring someone to mind. You have to have the courage to connect, though, mm-hmm. and and don't worry. Like sometimes it's hard or scary to connect with somebody who's a little older, but don't worry. Every good mentor, uh, they'll want to connect with you as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Again, I cannot stress how how excited we are for you to be listening and sharing this podcast. We we appreciate it so very much. If you have any questions or comments, uh, connect us connect with us on at the biblestorypodcast.org, our website, or Instagram at biblestorypod. Remember, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Have a fantastic week. John, why was the little boy so cold? Oh, uh...
All right, I have no idea. Because it was December. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Tune in to our next episode of the Bible Story Podcast to hear more about Jesus and less corny jokes. Yeah, no promises the jokes are going to get any better.